Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Robert Acosta speaking, welcoming you to Novel Ideas. The date is April 21, 2017. My birthday in three days. Yay! Novel Ideas will be discussing the book, The Other Einstein by Marie Benedict, DB86012. Below is the synopsis from Bookshare. In the tradition of the Paris wife and Mrs. Poe, the other Einstein offers us a window into a brilliant, fascinating woman whose light was lost in Einstein's enormous shadow. It is a story of Einstein's wife, a brilliant physicist in her own right, whose contribution to the special theory of relativity is hotly debated and may have been inspired by her own profound and very personal insights. Mitza Merrick has always been a little different from other girls. Most 20-year-olds are wives by now, not studying physics at an elite Zurich University with only male students trying to outdo her clever calculations. But Mitza is smart enough to know that, for her, math is an easier path than marriage. And then fellow student Albert Einstein takes an interest in her, and the world turns sideways. Theirs becomes a partnership of the mind and of the heart, but there might not be room for more than one genius in a marriage. Join us on Friday, April 21, 2017, in the Book Nook Room um, to discuss this great book. Ladies and gentlemen, I present at this time our hosts, Randy Shelton and Ruth Ann Acosta. Hi, everybody. Well, I have to say, I was pretty impressed with the research that went into this book. And um, I was just looking things up, and it was, it was impressive to see, because I know I didn't know anything about Maleva Marge. So anyway... I'm going to open it up now. We can just go around and see what everybody thought about the book and discuss it as usual. Well, I'll begin as usual. Um, It's a book that I probably wouldn't read again. And if anything, uh, because obviously, what do you believe? Do you believe that Einstein was a genius and this woman never helped him very much. Uh, I believe Einstein was a genius, but I believe she did help him very much. And I guess from the perspective of the author, she he stole her paper her, her paper. He put his name on everything and went off, you know, into the into the sunset. I think this book and I want to I'm not going to talk as much on this. I wish I could say that I liked it, that I would read it again and again. It just, I just can't do it. I was more impressed with the epilogue where the author tries to show her research. I think she did do research, yes. I do think that was another strength. But what we learn is the lack of rights of women in 1900. That's what I learned from it, that she had to battle her way. You know, the father said, look, she's ugly, she limps. What else can she do but go to the university? Nobody's going to want to marry her, so I'm going to drive her so much that she'll go to the university. And she gets in, and the males, the professor scorns her, 
The males look at her. Nobody talks to her for a long time. Mr. Einstein does because she helps him with his homework and so forth. So I'd like to hear you. That's what I got out of it. The the lack of rights of women in 1900 uh, in Europe and certainly in America. I'd like to see what you guys have to say. Hi, this is Liz. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, I, I found the book very depressing. And I know it's really easy to, through the eyes of a 21st century woman, to look back on a 19th century you know, time and say, oh, that's awful, it's horrible. But I think that the book really was an accurate depiction of how things were at the time. Um, I never really had much of an opinion either way of Einstein, but after this book, I, I think I do. Um, it seemed like he was pretty opportunistic in that he may have had some feelings about um, mitzvah, but it seems like he used her at every step of the way. I was particularly upset with how he treated the birth of their one and only daughter, Lisa, and how he basically didn't want anything to do with her and didn't want mitzvah after, you know, to, to have anything to do with her once they were married. Um, it I was very, very pleased with the ending. I loved that we found out what she actually got in the divorce settlement. And I think the scene of him with tears streaming down his face as she pulls off with their two sons was quite uh, quite satisfying to me. But, yeah, I wouldn't read the book again either. It's not because it was, it was well-written. It was a well-written book. It wasn't the author's fault. But the subject matter I found really, really depressing. This is Sherry. I don't know if I can add much to that because I pretty much agree with what Liz just said. I found it really depressing. I thought it was a really well-written book, and I never considered not finishing it. I thought it was really interesting, but it was just so depressing to see her just held down for years and years and years and him constantly saying, well, you only think of yourself, and she pretty much turned into a maid, and, and all of her talents and her desires took second fiddle to him and it was it was pretty overwhelmingly depressing and I think any woman who thinks that she's not a feminist should read this and she might have second thoughts about it um, I'm glad she did an epilogue because I was I kept wondering was he really this much of a narcissist and a jerk and apparently he might have been it would be interesting to see how things fared with his second wife but I don't know about enough about Einstein to know anything I didn't even know he had two wives until I read this book uh, yeah, I, I feel I feel about the same. Uh, uh, maybe I maybe I didn't read the epilogue uh, as closely as everybody else because I, I didn't come away as totally convinced that that they had actual facts about how bad he was portrayed in this. So I, 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 I'm a little bothered by the fact that that well at least I, I left reading reading it wondering if. Uh, uh, he, he was bad as he was made. I mean, cause he's made out to be a real jerk in this book. I mean, I mean, Einstein's usually held up in such high regard. So, of course, you know, we don't we don't really know the whole story on anybody that's famous and stuff. But uh, uh, I, I get a little bothered by some of these things that feel a little bit like alternative uh, history writing when people don't really have all the facts. And uh, uh, maybe I maybe she had more facts than 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 I got. Like I said, maybe I didn't read the epilogue closely enough. But uh, I, I'm I'm real hesitant about uh, of, uh, thinking you know 100, 180 degrees differently about somebody that that 
I've, <laughs> I've felt better about for so long uh, unless I've got hard, hard evidence. So uh, that, that, that was kind of my takeaway. And the book, the book was well written, but, but, it, but it was mighty depressing. And, uh, uh, I mean, and obviously uh, women, women have come a long way since, since then, thank the Lord. Uh, 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 there's still a lot of men. Uh, we won't mention Bill O'Reilly's name that uh, uh, that still need to treat them differently, though. But uh, enough said. Thanks. I will only add that. Yeah, we have to look at hard facts. I think his ignoring the the baby that they had, uh, and she went back to her parents. I I tend to believe that. I th- I think yeah. you could. I I think you could uh, historically. Wonder you, you could prove that a baby was born. You could prove that he didn't even yeah. see the baby. I think you can. Now, whether she wrote his paper and uh, you know he stole it and, and said, "Oh, well, we're just doing that. Don't worry, it's a man's world, and I've got to do it, or they won't pay attention to it." I don't know. I don't know. Marie Benedict just said, "You know, I'm writing a novel. Remember, it's novel ideas." Um, so yeah, you got to lay on the facts. He was a weirdo. He flunked yeah. high school math. He'd go barefooted. You know, I knew that about Einstein. Of course, the theory of relativity was fantastic. Uh, and he moved moved ahead. But, uh, you know, he had her. I did women uh, when he was with his friends. She walked behind him. Remember that? Yeah. That could probably be proven. But maybe all women did that in those days. When yeah. when the husband went out with his buddies, she the, the women, the wives walked behind the people. I don't know. My wife would kill me. No way. It wouldn't work today. Well, there was an author's note after the epilogue that um, explained that there were parts of this. She did take some liberties with this book. Um, the beginning where the she first went to Zurich and she and her father met with the owner of the boarding house, that was fictionalized, but... There were, she said, there was a lot of research out there. She didn't even realize that Maleva existed or Mitzvah existed until her son's school project, and she was reading a, a book. So um, apparently, and I was looking at things earlier, and he ended up, the second wife was his cousin. Elsa, the one that he was running around with and writing all the letters to when he was going, he would leave his first wife and kids and that was who he was apparently having his fling with. So I, but I have to agree. It was, it was a depressing book and it was, um, it was just, it made me really dislike Einstein the person before I yield to Carla we haven't heard her remember if you take it this is the first book about the first wife and it's going to favor her of course the author she did research but you never heard about her the shadow of Einstein he was a giant I don't even know about the Ilsa yeah Elsa I remember her oh my gosh I guess cousins did it together then I don't know anything went in uh Europe, European nobility and all that, but anyway, it was her book. It was it was certainly favored the first wife. I hope we'll hear Carla. I'd like to hear her comments. Are always good. Yeah, I think the book was really well written. I came away from it 
too a little bit depressed, um, but I was um, trying to look at it objectively too and saying, um, you know, it, it seemed like it was very biased, almost too biased. Um, and, uh, you know, I wasn't sure about, you know, I'm, I'm always a little bit um, wary when, when we read alter- alternative history accounts and things like that. I always think, um, you know, I want to really check out the source. That said, you know, it's amazing to me that um, a lot of geniuses, um, so uh, quote-unquote geniuses, seem to have this characteristic of narcissism, and and you know they they um, and they also don't fit the mold. You know, they are the ones that walk barefoot or flunk out of school, and they they um, go against the system and. Um, course we all knew that about Einstein we didn't know about these hidden wives you know the hidden wife thing you know all that stuff um and and um but um it did um very good job as far as commentary on the times and the um the mores and um the expectations of of um of um you know social expectations of, of women and their roles in society and that, you know, it was definitely a man's world. Um, and um, so from that standpoint, it, it, it did a, a, a great deal to, to capture the, the, you know, the history, the, the feeling of the time. And I think it was pretty authentic along those ways, too. And, and you know, what was interesting to me, too, is how the Serbians, how the Serbs were perceived back then. And, you know, the, the cultural caste system that almost existed back then. And um, you know how, how certain people were considered, and, and Jews, how Jews were looked at at, at that time, um, and, and just how the families interacted with each other, and um, like how um, Einstein's family greatly disliked Mileva um, because of her upbringing and her culture, where she came from, and just things like that was is, is always very fascinating to read. Um, hi, yeah, I wanted to kind of build on what Carla said about geniuses having that kind of, can have a tendency to have narcissism. I, and that's why it wasn't so difficult for me to believe what was being portrayed about Einstein because I used to travel in the science fiction community and in that milieu I came across incredibly intelligent, very scientific-oriented people that were totally oblivious to social cues and how to talk to each other and they could be incredibly cruel in the things that they said or what they did and really not be aware of it. I mean, not it wasn't like an intentional thing. It was just you know, I always said that having extremely high intellect should be considered a form of disability because it can very, very easily cut you off from being able to function in mainstream with, with you know, most of the, most of the people that are living today and um, so, for, because of my experience, it wasn't difficult for me to kind of believe what Einstein was portrayed as. I must say, one thing I really liked was um, her relationship with her friend, and I forget her friend's name, the one she was in boarding school with, that they made a pact about studying, and then they both ended up getting married anyway. And I think that's one thing the book really brings out, is the importance of having female friends as well as just being married. Uh, Just an aside, uh, I'm reading a book, Whatever Happened to the Quiz Kids, and uh, guys like Joel Kupperman was a genius in math, and he refused to cooperate with the author who wrote the book. She was a quiz kid, 
Uh, yeah, some of those guys were genius category, but socially were not good. Okay, did we? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think you I want to comment with that. I just want to say I tend to agree with what most of you have said uh, that this was a depressing book. I mean, I him he just really took advantage of her, and and I think the thing that really stuck with me was the when she lost the her daughter, and he just wanted nothing to to do with it, and thought you know just. He, he wanted nothing to do with it, and uh, she didn't. He didn't seem to have a clue as to how much it bothered her that you know that she lost the baby and everything like that, and, and how she didn't want anything to do with it. But I don't know. I this made me wonder if this happened to other women as well as um, to her. Uh, I, I could very well see that it could happen uh, that that he found the smartest kid in the class and you know decided to come at you know get chumming with her and stuff and it it just is I I I did find this to be a very kind of depressing book too. One thing also there was you sort of felt a little bit of kinship with her. Um, I know um, those of us that are in this group who are blind, um, and sometimes we have had to work really hard to prove ourselves in a sighted world and have to work really much harder. And I know I had to work a lot harder than my classmates in public school when you know, I was mainstreamed in the 10th grade. And um, you know, and in college, where I was um, the only person who was was totally blind, and I had to not only work harder academically because it took a long longer to do things, having to do things in Braille and print, and getting the accessibility things, but also just to prove myself. And um, you know, I saw that in Maleva. You know, I just I just felt this kinship with her. And the other thing I wanted to bring out is um, sometimes. Um, you know, there's there's this um, all this um, press about autism and you know the, the whole autism spectrum and everything, and how um, in some ways autism isn't a handicap because sometimes um, if somebody w- one characteristic of autism is just um, extreme focus that um, you know indistractability. And, um, you know, they were saying, uh, this one book that I read uh, was saying that autistics make excellent engineers, for example. And and um, sometimes I wonder how many people, and I've always wondered how many of us really have some genius inside of us, but we allow ourselves to be um, sidetracked by all the minutia of the world. And, you know, it, it, sometimes I think that, I, I work with homeschoolers, and some of my homeschool kids that don't get dorked down by the public school kids, and they just they don't get dorked down by 30 other people in a classroom. They seem to be much more focused and much more mature for their age, and it's because they are working more in isolation um, with their academics and sometimes people that really uh, have those kinds of priorities and work really hard don't have this social, they don't have the social adroitness, you know, I mean, they're, they're sort of socially um, uh, handicapped in that they don't know how to relate socially. So I just wonder how much of that is going on. Well, I have to agree. I didn't like the book, really. I mean, you're right, it was well written, but 
um, in some respects, I found it interesting that her parents were so supportive of her going to college and and just because they figured she would never be never get married because of of her handicap but um i don't know i i, I but i wonder how much of that was really uh true i i think probably some of it was but you know not necessarily everything um i would not read it again i I mean, unfortunately, back then, women were, you know, meant to be housewives and do all the housework and have babies. That's what they were supposed to do, um, you know. And and the men were able to do whatever they wanted to do, and it was okay. Um, <clears throat> so, that's, I have to say, I pretty much agree with everything everybody else has said um okay this is liz again and speaking to the handicap issue i found it very believable um uh, you know i don't want to go too oversharing but i do remember as a little girl being told by my mother that i that i will probably never get married and have babies and the the thrust for me had always been you are going to go to college, you are going to get a degree, you are going to have a career. Because it was drilled into my head that no one is going to want to marry you. I think that everybody with a handicap, and and certainly if your handicap is more visible than not, you do feel that not good as, people don't want to date you, you don't have as many options in the dating or the social world that somebody who doesn't have a handicap is. So, you know, if you're going to survive in this world, you're going to have to do it based on your own merits. And yes, you do. Like Carla said, you have to prove yourself two and three times over what your colleagues and what your classmates have to do just to be considered good enough. Not even great, but just good enough, you know. Um, So I could relate to all that. And I could also see where even though she was very confident with her own scientific abilities, that sense of not being thought of as being attractive and not, you know, not being desirable and having Albert Einstein come along and at least look as though he found you desirable and being willing to date you and have those kind of romantic relationships, that could have really hooked her in, whereas maybe if she didn't have a handicap and didn't feel that less than um, ability, she might not have been able, she might not have felt like she had to put up with it as much as she did. And I was so grateful that her path crossed with um, Madame Curie toward the end, and that was where she started finding, yeah, I, I can get out of here and I can make it without him. But, okay, thanks. Yeah, I wanted to say about her. Uh, I about Madame Curie that apparently her situation was very different. That I believe it was her uh, her, her husband uh, supported her a hundred percent in what she was doing and and did give her credit and did everything that Einstein didn't uh, according to the, you know this book and and I thought too that you know telling the 
of them getting together, um, Madame Curie and uh, Mrs. Mitzvah. Einstein. Mitzvah. Mitzvah. Uh, it was, you know, very interesting that uh, she did have, finally have the courage to dump this guy. Madame Curie was wonderful. Yeah. She had a lover and all kinds of things oh, at yeah. 92 or whatever she was. Fantastic woman. There was a, a free, liberated woman. And he Pierre got awards with her as well, but she was the, clearly the brains of the two. He supported her a lot until he died, I understand. That's what they but I want to ask this question then. Are we suggesting that Einstein should be excused because he was so focused that he wouldn't he wouldn't realize that his first baby that his first baby died. He wouldn't realize that she's carrying well, let me finish, that she's carrying groceries up three flights of steps that that she had a limp and he strode ahead and all that. That because he's autistic, that we have to say, well, he's a genius, this guy. Uh, you know, uh, whoever it is, you know, we, 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 uh, that's one question I have of you guys. The other one was, I totally agree with you. Blind persons or disabled, somebody different, we're different. Let's be honest. You, we could say, oh, I'm just, I'm normal in every way I can't see. That's, oh, that's nice. That feels good. But when you when I walk into a room with my guide dog or whatever, they notice me. Uh, just as as Kareem Abdul Jabbar walks into a room, they notice him for being seven foot two. I use that as a strength. In the old days, I was ashamed of it. I wouldn't use a cane as a teenager because what? Well, they'll think I'm blind. Well, I was. What's wrong with that? But my point is, two teachers. I won't give names. One married the janitor of her school, who was a bum. But he paid attention to her, maybe thinking she'll support me. I don't know, but he was lousy. The other one was a truly master teacher, blind teacher, and married below her. Right, Ruthanne? The guy was a drunk, but he gave her attention enough. And then when she married him, she finally divorced him. She says, that's it. But, I mean, that's that's what's tragic. You know, I married up when I married Ruthanne. That's easy. But, I mean, um, too often we're very vulnerable. Because if someone sits down and talks to you, and he may be a great person, but or she, but they also may not be. And uh, that's life, though. That's what people go through. But uh, I, I felt so bad when that girl married the janitor, not because he was a janitor, but he wasn't worthy of her. He was cheating on her and the whole bit, this nice young, uh, he was young men, uh, teacher, and it was a shame. Okay, that's. but, but I want to ask about the first one. So we excuse Einstein because we say he's a genius. I'm saying this not sarcastically, but because he's autistic and he's focused. This is genius at work. Let him be cruel to people. I don't think I'll let him get away with that. He's still in the world. Um, well, first of all, I don't think he was autistic at all. I mean, he was much too social to be autistic. He was certainly a genius. Um, but no, I don't think he gets excused for being a genius either. And it's interesting, if you look at the beginning of the book, he treated her quite well. He was quite respectful. He seemed to admire her for her intellect. I don't think he picked her because she was vulnerable with her limp. I think he was genuinely attracted to her intellect. It's just that as time went on and he got more focused and more adulation, she became second fiddle to all of that stuff. Um, but no, I don't definitely don't think he's autistic. I also think Madame Curie was great too. That was really a nice scene. And again, I I think what Alan and Carla have both said is important too. That even though some of this stuff can be proven, like maybe he didn't see his first daughter, there's a lot of license here with conversations and things that 
we just have to take in the context of the book. And within the context of the book, he was a jerk. Um, yeah, I, I, he should not be excused. I do not think he was autistic either. Um, but he should not be excused um, because way beyond the the measurement of the time to be, you know, with, with men taking credit for women's work, which, by the way, still goes on. But, I mean, there was more of that and there was there was more acceptance of that. He treated her badly once once he started... Being, I mean, once his star started rising, he started treating her badly, and he, and when he, she was walking behind him, in that scene where they talked about that, he was walking next to her friend, or her cousin. It was another woman was walking right side by side, so it wasn't all women had to walk. He made her walk behind him because he was ashamed of her limp and and how she looked after bearing three children and living a hard life, um, and. Uh, yeah, I, I do think that he, I don't think he necessarily picked her because of her vulnerability. I think he really admired her brain and he knew that that she would be a great asset to him. What I was trying to point out was I think that whether she was aware of it or not, those seeds of, that were planted early in her childhood about being ugly and being not, you know, not marriageable material, I think those may have kept her hooked in that abusive relationship longer than she might have been had she not had those early seeds of inadequacy planted in her. Yeah, and I'm going to agree with what's already been said, but there's never an excuse for for a lack of basic human decency and stuff. I mean, the way he was portrayed in this, he was just a, he was just a total ass. I mean, he was horrible to her. Not, not, no feelings at all for, I mean, uh, I don't even think he, 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 he even refused to recognize the daughter. I, he acted like she wasn't even born and he had nothing to do with her. So well, he, he had nothing to do with her. But uh, that, that was just horrific treatment. And also he, uh, uh, the, as you all mentioned, he, you know, would have her walk by. He treated her like a piece of property and stuff as, as time went on. And, 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 and the way the... I mean, the way the uh, the novel was presented, I mean, she's the one that came up with the idea and everything. I mean, he wasn't the genius. I mean, he stole her ideas and everything. So, uh, 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 yeah, that there, there, there's no excuse for that. Uh, and I, I don't even excuse the people that are that are super high intellect that Liz was talking about that that have a problem with with the social skills and stuff. I, I still think that they that that uh, 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 well. Sometimes you can learn it, and sometimes you can't. I guess, but uh, I, I hate to give people uh, a ready excuse for you know very eagerly. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I I do think he was a user, and I think he he did marry her for her intellect. Um, he all he I think really I don't I don't think he really loved her. I think he loved her intellect. But also, um, had that child been a male child, it might have been a different story for him. You know, you got to have a male child to carry on my name kind of thing. Um, a lot of men were like that back then, and some still are, I think. But, uh, no, there was no excuse for, you know, there's no excuse, I agree, no matter what. 
Yeah, I want to agree with what Liz said about her vulnerability keeping her there because I think that's really true when she's raised to feel inferior. I mean, I've seen that with women, plenty of women that don't have handicaps too. They stay with these jerks because they feel like any man is better than no man and no one else will love me and blah, blah, blah. She stayed in part because of the conventions of the time too. Women just didn't, their divorce just didn't happen that much. I was surprised they got a divorce at all, but I was glad to see it. Okay, I, I don't mean to be too hard on Einstein. After all, he... Why not? No, no, but he, he dealt with the theory of relativity. Yeah. He, he left Germany in 38 and came to us, and that was great. But I find him calculating. How many yeah. boyfriends did did uh, Mitzvah have? How many did she have out of that class? Who's the guy that smiled at her the first day and got in trouble with the professor? I would have done it. Now, you know, you know, you flirt with a girl, cool. But how many boyfriends did she have? No. She her self esteem was beaten down. The father kept saying she she'll never she's got to go to the university and be a professor because she'll never get married. Nobody will want her. And Einstein, sure, she was the smartest in the class. He wasn't stupid, and uh, I don't think he loved her either. Whoever said that, I, I agree. And I'm making him harder. I'm, I'm a little harder on him. I don't think he said, "Oh, you know, we're intellectual giants." Uh, it's, uh, I remember, uh, someone we, I won't give names here, but someone, a teacher and his wife was, was a housewife, but helped the teacher, helped him with papers. It was very bright lady. And the faculty wife said, well, what does he see in you? And she says, uh, you know, what did he so brilliant? What does he see in you? She says, well, it wasn't his mind for my mind. If you know what I mean. And what I'm trying to say is that, that, that you know, you, this intellectual nonsense, you got to love the girl, too. I'm sorry. There's more to it than, oh, what an intellectual giant. Let's just sit. And also, I wondered about she, he would not let her speak to his men friends who were no. TAs a lot. They weren't professors yet. They were rising. And finally, I think she, at the end, said, well, what do you think, Mitzer, or something? And she'd come up with a profound statement. But she was equal or smarter than most of them in that room. Anyway, I'm done. So I'm a little harder on them. Well, um, I, I, I don't think that he should be exonerated, nor should anybody else be exonerated for not treating people with common decency, which has already been said. And the thing that was really depressing to me, too, in this book was um, how um, Mitzvah Maleva um, was in, really poisoned by uh, from an early age from the expectations because of her limp and everything that she wasn't going to amount to much and that she would have to, you know, find a nice either. Well, she wasn't going to find a nice guy to marry. So um, the mother thought that she should just just be at home, and then the father thought that um, you know she would just have to um, you know make it all in her career, and it was sort of two polarized extremes and a person is is more rounded than those two polarized extremes and so um she was really poisoned um by that um by that uh, when she eavesdropped and she heard her parents arguing about her when she was walking down the the servants hall of her house when she was you know a little girl um you know that that really poisoned her and um what I found also horrifying, though, about about Einstein's treatment of her, and again, we've got to take some of this with a grain of salt because it, it's not scholarly material. There's a lot of spectac- um There's a lot of um, bias going on um, in, in the book. You know what I mean? And a lot of speculation is what I want to say. 
But um, when he wrote that agreement out of, of uh, that he wanted her to sign in her marriage about his her role in it, you know, I just I was like, go, girl, go, and she refused to do that, and you know, took off with the kids. Um, but um, but that was sort of indicative of how women and wives were treated. Um, they were treated as property rather than people. Yeah, I remember that agreement. I prayed that she wouldn't sign it. I mean, you you can you can clean, do my laundry, do this, and don't speak to me though. You know, yeah. what is he a nut or something? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that either. And what a difference in the beginning between her and her friend. Was it Helena? She was the friend. They they made the pact, and then they and both ended up getting married. But it was Helena who helped her see that her limp wasn't as, you know, that it it wasn't the problem. Like when they were going to go on the hike and she said, I can't go because of this limp. And Helena convinced her that she could. And um, it was just, there was such a difference between those two because Helena had been raised in a more um, forward-thinking part of the world as opposed to where um, Mitzvah came from in Serbia. I wonder, she was a giant. She was great. And even with the four girls, she befriended Mitzvah or whatever her name is. She she befriended her if that all if that happened at all it was a good thing to write in there. Um, she married an older guy and had kids, but and I think she was did she have a lover or was gonna said maybe I will you know. But she really helped her with the hike. I remember the hike, and uh, that was very impressive. You can do it. We'll do it together. Yeah, so I, I admire Elena. Yeah, I can't remember if Elena was having marital problems too, and whatever happened there, but. I really liked that that part of the book, the friendship between the two women. I don't recall that they, she was having marital problems. What I what I recall is that Helena, despite the fact that they were living in kind of hard economic ways, she really made the effort to get to the meeting where she knew she would be able to see um, Mitza so that she could talk to her and find out how she was really doing, and and that. I mean, that really does speak to women and relationships and how they're willing to make sacrifices to, you know, really help each other. And that was a beautiful friendship. And it was it was Helena that basically tipped that cart um, in terms of, you know, her leaving, making that decision to not put up with it anymore and to find herself again. Well, I, I think that I, I would rather say that it was, you were saying it's a woman thing. That's friendship. That is friendship. And I only, I can't count on my fingers those kind of people, but I have a, a dear friend uh, I've known all my life. We may not talk for three months and we pick up the phone and the friendship hits. You know, we, we just step right into it. What have you done? Oh, great. Oh, that's nice. You know, and uh, that's, she was a, they were very good friends, those two. And you're right. They, she went to that meeting at great sacrifice to help uh, Mitza. And uh, that was a, a you know, if that happened, all that, and that could be checked probably about did he speak at these meetings and stuff. I think that could be researched. The role of the wife, I'm not sure. And meeting Madame Curie, 
should be able to be checked, but I'm not sure uh, about that. I really liked the hike, too. There was so much symbolism in there when they were, you know, um, together in Elaine. It did prove that the limp wasn't important. But did you notice how when they were on on um, on the even ground, um, they were equals? Uh, and and there, there's something to be said about that. Um, sometimes the reason that we're not, um, quote-unquote, equals even in our world for example, in technology, it always gets one step ahead of us, um, and it's not a, a level playing field, but sometimes it's in the unlevel playing field that people find their success. And um, and I, I thought that was really symbolic in there. And I have to laugh at several of you saying you wouldn't read this book again. Um, there are very few books that I read again because there's just not enough time to read all the books I want to. There are maybe... Uh, you know, I could count on my hand how many books I've read again, uh, but um, but but I would say that um, I, I'm a little bit a little bit wary about some of the historical facts here. But if you take it as a novel and not put a lot of stock in it, I think that um, you know it was it was entertaining and you did learn some things about the time. I, I don't know if I would quote uh, a lot of it as far as Einstein is concerned um, I, I would want something more scholarly to back me up before I would cite some of these things about a uh, fact about Einstein but but it is interesting and there are some interesting insights into human psychology in this book and the social mores and norms well one thing I'll say in the divorce terms Either she, you could go away saying, what a horrible woman to pick on that genius, or she really got him hooray, and I think I was cheering. I was, I was cheering. I, I was surprised that she divorced him, but I was happy that she did, and I was happy that she got everything that, that she did from him. And, you know, I don't care what was factual and what wasn't. It was... You can do whatever you want to do as a as a writer with with your work, but it did it, it gave us a glimpse into the times and possibly the mindset and it, it just no I wouldn't read it again. It was different, but it was it was a worthwhile read. I thought. Yeah, you know, concerning the divorce. Um, back then and, and up, up even to when I was little, uh, you know, people were divorced. It was a terrible thing. You know, you were kind of looked down on. Um, and, and so for her to be strong enough to just do it, I thought was pretty good. I know even when, when my parents divorced when I was nine and I was like, I understood why, but I was ashamed. Um, yeah, divorce is you know a really terrible thing, and it really affects children. But I wanted to say what I was really, really happy about is she did not go back to where she grew up as a child. She, when she left him with the boys, she went back to Zurich, where she really found her strength and where she was able to be grow into her own person. And I just thought that was an awesome place for her to go back to and not go back home to her family. I agree. That was the best thing she could have done because she was able to move on with her life. And 
raise the boys. Another aside, when Frankie, I mean Frank Sinatra, who I love as a singer, not as a person, divorced uh, Nancy. My mom stood in the corner and cried for three hours. I mean, it was a big deal. It was a very big deal when I was a kid, divorced. It was, uh, that's all I can say. Well, if nobody else has anything to add, we can talk about next month's book and um, I'll let you do that, Ruthann. Go. Okay, one of the books, I'm, I started reading it and it is a good book. It's, it's called The Home Going and it's by, written by Yah Jess. Yes. Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. And and I believe that, I don't know if he was African, I believe that he was. Uh, the, DB. The DB number is 84732. Seven, three, two. And uh, it's read by somebody, by one of these, uh, somebody who sounds at least as though he's, you know, reads it from an African standpoint. But basically this book is about, is a historical novel about, uh, Africa and the and the Gold Coast, where people, uh, it's about two women. Uh, one of them was Effia, who was considered the beautiful one, and how uh, her father took her and married, had, and uh, she wound up marrying this uh, white man, white, the uh, man the at the, uh, who was a, a governor of everything, and it was a, was a very high up type person. And her half-sister, Essie, was apparently sold as a slave, and um, these two women had nothing, had no knowledge of each other at first, and uh, was sent to the United States and sold, and uh, eventually uh, Essie gets over to the United States as well, but, you know, things happen. I thought the reader was outstanding, uh, that is reading the book because he he does it with uh, you know some African language and he he also reads the reads it very well. Um, so that's your book. Uh, so that's one book I would suggest. Okay, Homegoing mm-hmm. is it called? Homegoing. Okay, I I'm reading it now and I'm hoping that you'll approve it. And, and uh, she's she's right on so far. Okay, let's see what others mm-hmm. have to say. Is homegoing one word or two in this title? And what was the author's name again? And are we st- still deciding on this, or is this going to be it? I think this is it on this one. Mm-hmm. But it's homegoing is one word? Yes. And, and the author is Yah Jesse. 84732. That's what mm-hmm. I go by. 84732. Sometime I hope we do language arts. I know I suggested that to... Um, to Randy at one time. It's, it's a pretty interesting sort of a book, too, about a... Well, he's an English teacher, and... Um, well, it's, it's just a really good book about... Um, um, you know, I should have gotten... I had the description ready to go when, you know, I put my apex on the other table, but um, it's one that I think you all would enjoy, too, at some point. I don't know if you ever got around to reading it um, and what you thought about it, Randy, if it would be good for our group. Yeah, I, I think we all know we, we could make suggestions to Ruth Ann or Randy. They read the books, so, uh, you know, that's good, Carly. If you sent the book to Randy, I'm sure she'll, she has read it or will get to it. Yeah. So, Randy, may I um, end the recording? 
Yes, you can end it. We'll do Homegoing in May. I downloaded it already. Haven't started it yet. Um, Carla, we'll, I'll check out Language Arts, and we'll see. Maybe we'll do that one. 